Hello listeners, Ben Robinson here with Blue Line Sports Management in Denver, Colorado, and you are listening to episode number five of the Skate Your Way to the Top podcast on iTunes. Today's episode will be focused on helping you to identify the best school or university and college hockey program for you as a future student athlete. As a young junior hockey player, you might have a variety of options in front of you, and it's my goal today to further educate you about the NCAA college hockey recruiting process and educate you on how you can get noticed more quickly and more efficiently to attain an athletic or academic scholarship. What we're going to talk about today is how to identify the best school and college hockey program for you. You must first decide that collegiate athletics is what you want to do for four years. Pick out a college or university that offers what you want academically first, and then look into its athletic program. Remember, if you're not happy with the school, you won't be happy with the athletic program. The main thing is beginning your search. Uh, Number one in beginning your search, locate all schools that present hockey scholarships and then look at other factors, primarily the academic program to narrow your choices. You can find a list of the schools and their hockey coaches contact info at collegehockeyinc.com slash contact dash coaches. You can also find all the contact information on each school's athletic page via their athletic directory or staff directory online which breaks out each individual hockey personnel involved in the program. Uh, Usually I just Google it and uh, it's the best way to to access these and then you can quickly find what you're looking for. Uh, These lists at the staff directories provide a list of the coaches with their emails and phone numbers. Uh, The surprising to me is that most people don't realize that this quick info is out there at first glance. Number two in beginning your search is the second approach is to first select all the schools that meet your academic requirements and then narrow your focus to schools that offer hockey scholarships in particular. Either approach may lead you to the same conclusion, but we recommend academic considerations first and foremost, and athletics or hockey second. Education should be your top priority, and this is paramount in your life and your career and your future. For any college-bound student, finding the right college takes research and careful consideration. As a student athlete, you have even more to think about than your than just academics. Your first instinct may be to go wherever you can get an athletic scholarship and play hockey, but you need to also look at the entire picture when selecting a school. After all, the primary reason for going to college is to get an education, so you want to look closely at the collegiate academic environment first. Competing in sports and hockey, though a worthwhile endeavor and an important goal, should be the secondary focus to start here. While you might go on to play professional hockey someday, the fact is that the athletic careers of most college athletes end the day that they graduate and step off campus following their four years of NCAA eligibility. Your ultimate likelihood of recruitment into professional hockey is definitely small, uh, and and we're talking about the the National Hockey League, the American Hockey League, the East Coast Hockey League, and then overseas uh, playing professionally in Europe. For most players, your four years as a student athlete in college will be the peak of your hockey career. A college degree, however, lasts a lifetime, so go for the education first. According to the NCAA in 2016, the probability of competing in hockey beyond the high school level is listed at just about 12%, uh, meaning that roughly 35,000 high school hockey players, about 4,000 of them, 
will go on to play NCAA college hockey at the end of the day. That number is even smaller for NCAA Division I college hockey, which is roughly 5% of high school-aged hockey players moving on to Division I hockey. Another fun fact, according to College Hockey Inc., in 2016, 30% of players on active NHL rosters played college hockey, which is up from, up from about 20% in the year 2000. 71% of former college players in the National Hockey League played at least three full college seasons, and 36% played all four college seasons when they were in, when they were in school. This is a trend that's clearly growing with the college hockey route and something that I think uh, College Hockey Inc. has, has done such a fantastic job on getting the word out there, especially up uh, north uh, in Canada and in Europe. One of our recent graduated college players told us, the best feeling of your life was getting that diploma. You can't play hockey forever, you know. People can take your money, take your job, take your car, even take your wife, but that college degree, that's mine. Nobody can take that away. Next, we're going to go into the initial contact letter. Uh, once you narrow your list of schools, you will want to prepare and send initial contact letters. These can be sent by email or through hard copy snail mail. Uh, in other words, the postal service. In fact, I definitely recommend sending hard copy on professional looking cardstock or postage, which makes more of an instant impression. Hard copy letters are becoming somewhat of a lost art, and they're also a good way to differentiate yourself from other young players looking to go to school. For a coach, it's, it's, it's easy to disregard an email, but harder to throw away a hard copy letter received in the mail. One letter should be sent to the college hockey coaching staff at each school you are interested in, simply introducing yourself and your interest in the hockey program there and your education. Nothing more, nothing less at this initial stage of the recruiting process. Your letter or email should be very brief and concise. Uh, this does a few things for you. Number one, this starts the recruiting process by bringing you to the attention of the coach. Number two, this letter causes the coach to start a file for you in his office to keep track of your athletic talent and your hockey progress in junior. And number three, this initial letter usually results in the coach sending back the information you requested so that you can better evaluate the college and, it, and its athletic program. Uh, usually this is in the form of an, of an email. The coach will email you back. Uh, obviously you provided your contact info in the initial letter that you sent. You should expect to receive the requested information from the coaching staff that you had requested within two weeks or longer if, it, if hockey's in season. Also, the coaching staff will usually send a player profile sheet or questionnaire to direct you to fill out on the institution's website. This is a standard form that many colleges use to get information about the interested student-athlete pertaining to their hockey experience and their background and academic history. You might be wondering when to send the initial contact letter. What's the best timing to do so? We've talked to a variety of college hockey coaches and most of them prefer to be contacted by students who are beginning their sophomore or junior year of high school. We suggest sending your initial contact letter during your sophomore year of high school or otherwise known as your second year of high school in Canada, which is grade 10. Your first or second year of junior is, is a completely acceptable time to contact coaches. Uh, however, you definitely do not want to be late to the game and it's best to leave yourself plenty of time to get communication going with college coaches. In this process, you can keep colleges, college coaches updated throughout your junior hockey career and, and while you progress through high school academically. 
You can contact college coaches during the summer prior to your sophomore or junior year of high school with a written initial contact letter or email. When you start receiving emails or correspondence back from college programs, then you will be able to start narrowing your college list to those schools that meet your specific academic and athletic criteria. It's got to start somewhere, and that's usually in your own hands as a prospective student athlete and a hockey player. Let us know if we can help. We have a number of um, sufficient examples and templates of different hockey resumes and initial contact letters uh, that you can refer to as a guide to kind of show you what to do. Next, we're going to talk about what to consider when choosing a college. There's definitely no one perfect college. You have to be realistic as a junior hockey player looking at college programs. All programs have their strengths and weaknesses, which vary from student to student and from player to player. Finding the best college should be based on your own personal choice and not an arbitrary rating system. Do your own thinking and analysis. Think for yourself. Research online and do your homework while you're playing junior, uh, whether that's in the USHL, North American League, or BCHL, or the... uh, the Canadian Junior Hockey League in general. Uh, The best college should be the one that's the best for you as an individual player. You will have many nights in junior and on weekends to get this program research done, so I suggest getting on it as soon as you possibly can. Factors to consider when choosing a college are of all sorts of varieties. First, I'll discuss the non-athletic factors in selecting a college. What are you going to look for... uh, that's not athletic. Uh, what you're going to look for is the location of the college, uh, proximity to, to your house or where you live now. How far is it? Uh, you're going to look at the climate, the geography, the demographics. Uh, are you going to? Would you rather play in Alaska? Would you? Would you want to live in the mountains in Colorado, in the desert in Arizona, or the plains of the Midwest, or on the East Coast in more of an I, Ivy League type setting? Next, you're going to look at the campus environment. You're going to look at the size of the institution, how many students or undergraduates go to that school. What type of housing options do they have? Uh, Do they have private dorms on campus? Uh, Do they have specific hockey housing for the hockey players after a certain point, maybe after your sophomore year? Uh, Do they have an on-campus living requirement where you are required to live on campus for your freshman or sophomore year? Also, they have, you need to look at the extracurricular and recreational activities that the school provides, uh, the student organizations, the fitness center, uh, intramural sports, and the availability of those clubs, uh, all sorts of other, other types of things you should look for um, on, that, on that front. The size of the campus and the number of students can have dramatic impact on your college experience. For example, Michigan State University, a large public institution in Lansing, Michigan, has over 35,000 students. Compare that with the less than 3,000 total students at Union College or Colgate University, both private liberal arts schools located in upstate New York. The environments on each of these campuses differ strikingly, so it's important for you to determine the atmosphere where you'd feel the most comfortable and where you would perform at your best, both academically and athletically. At colleges with a smaller student population, class sizes are smaller and there is perhaps less competition. Students find it easier to learn and stand out with smaller class sizes. Uh, In this instance, I mean, you might have 50 total students or less per class in a smaller private school versus an auditorium of 150 to 200 plus students per class at a larger public school. 
students can receive more individual attention from professors at a smaller school and may find it easier to excel academically in the classroom that way. Small college supporters say that they're, they like being a big fish in a small pond, while advocates of larger schools point to the range of opportunities being offered in a broader, more diverse environment at a bigger school. Uh, next up, you have to look at the nature of the student body. Are the students there at that school? Is it, is it co-ed? Is it all men or is it all women? Is it a mix? Uh, do most students live on campus or do they commute? Is it, is it a commuter school where a lot of people live outside, you know, five to ten miles plus away from campus and they all drive every day? Or does everybody live actually on campus? Where do most students come from? All over the U.S. or certain regions? I know at Denver they highly recruited a lot of Minnesota uh, players and a lot of Minnesota people from Edina. And then there's a lot of people from all over the Midwest and the East Coast and Boston. Is the school culturally and ethnically diverse? Is it a good mix of students? Also, is it public or private? Each has a drastically different vibe at the, at the, at the university level. Is it a religion-based school? And what typically attracts most, most people to this school? Next up, you're going to look at the academic environment. Uh, you're going to look at the admission requirements. How selective or rigorous are admission standards at that school? Uh, do they have a minimum GPA requirement and test scores uh, line that they, that they look for, whether it's SAT or ACT? Uh, what's the quality and quantity of courses and degree requirements? Uh, what's the curriculum like? Will you be more successful at a highly competitive or more nurturing atmosphere, uh, depending on whether you're looking at a school like Harvard on, on, in the Ivy Leagues or if you're looking at a school uh, out east, perhaps? Also, you're going to look at the availability of your major areas of interest, uh, what you want to study, uh, which could be business or English or science, or uh, maybe a school has a really good engineering program that's part of the hockey curriculum as well. You want to look at that. You're also going to look at the student to teacher ratio. Um, how many teachers per student are there? Um, are you able to get teacher's attention and professor and, and be able to spend time with them and get quality one-on-one -on -one time. Uh, and also you're going to look at the quality of the faculty. Are, are they good professors? They have experience. They know what they're talking about. Are they tenured? Uh, perhaps most importantly, you're going to look at the cost of the university. You're going to look at the availability of financial aid and scholarships. Uh, do they have federal aid that they provide at the school or do they provide financial assistance? Is that available? Uh, this, this breaks down to tuition, room and board, books, supplies. You also need to look at travel costs, which are usually overlooked uh, when you're traveling from home to the university every year. Uh, also, you're going to look at the out-of-state tuition versus private school tuition. A lot of states uh, will offer in-state tuition if you're from the state where you're going to school. Uh, it's a little bit of a lower discounted rate. Uh, versus if you're going to a private school, it's usually all one standard rate for, for all the student body. You're also going to look at the employment opportunities on campus. When you get to school, can you work a part-time job if needed? Uh, can you do work-study on campus? Uh, a good example, we have players who work some nights at the school dining hall or at the front desk of the fitness center. Uh, it definitely helps to have the extra spending money and um, games. The nice thing about this is games are usually mostly on Fridays and weekends. Uh, so that allows you to hold down a part-time job with limited hours uh, during the week. 
Last but not least, uh, you want to look at the graduation rate of hockey players at the school. How long does it typically take hockey players to graduate at that school? What's the graduation rate or team GPA currently at that school? What are the academic standards expected of the hockey program or athletics department as a whole group? Being on an athletic scholarship requires that you fulfill certain obligations to have your scholarship renewed each individual year that you play. Even if you sit on the bench your entire college career, you still have to practice, work out, go to class, carry a certain minimum GPA, and follow the same rigorous regimen and regulations that a starter would do. Moving on now, we'll discuss the athletic factors in selecting a school, uh, which is the fun part. It's the hockey component. This is what everybody wants to hear about. Uh, number one, availability of hockey scholarships. Uh, usually the coaching staff at a given school, they'll have a general idea of how many scholarships they have available to award per academic year or per season. Um, so it's your job to kind of get in there and see, you know, what they have available. Um, most often than not, the coaches will be very upfront with you and, and let you know kind of what they're looking at um, numbers-wise financially. Also, you're going to look at the level of competition for the hockey. Do you want to play for a program only if you can be a superstar? Or will you be happy to accept limited playing time at perhaps a, a bigger school or a bigger hockey program? Do you want to step into a program and play right away, or are you willing to wait a few years before getting a better opportunity? Hockey players, coaches, and parents have to be realistic in picking a school where the student-athlete can participate. Is it better for the player to go to a school where he can play than a school where he will sit on the bench? I always um, would prefer to see a player play, especially when they're going in as a freshman, sophomore, early on. Uh, it's just better for them, better for the player. Uh, allows them to continue their development that way. Next up for hockey, you're going to look at the athletic department attitude. How does the athletic department treat its individual student-athletes? Uh, do they have a, a bunch of support? Do they have health training? Do they have facilities? Uh, what are the facilities like? Um, do they have injury rehab should you get injured? Do they have the right personnel in place for that? Uh, is hockey a big or small sport at the college? Is it a big fish or a small fish in comparison to the other sports like football, basketball, lacrosse, uh, or soccer, for instance? Does the athletic department promote hockey? Are they, they proud of it? Are they proud of the tradition? Do they like to market the program to the general public and the region? Uh, perhaps most importantly in hockey, you're going to look at the coaching staff at the university. In larger programs, you may have less contact with the head coach than with the assistants during your first few years. Uh, where have the coaches coached before? How much experience do the coaches have? And uh, were the players part of that program themselves in college? Did they play in the National Hockey League? What type of experience uh, does that coach bring to the table? You're also going to look at that coaching style. Uh, what, what coaching style fits your skill set and uh, what best accentuates your skills as a player? You're also going to look at the importance of academics to the athletic department as a whole group. Uh, do they encourage you to set your sights high for academic excellence? Certainly in the Ivy Leagues they do. Harvard, Dartmouth, Yale, uh, just to name a few. Uh, are, are academic tutors and counselors available for student-athletes? Uh, a lot of programs have tutors that they can individually meet with in study hall and, and they'll they'll work with you uh, to get you to where your, your grades need to be, you know, whether you're weaker in some certain subjects than others. Uh, it's their goal to kind of work with you and help you uh, 
to, to get the best out of you as a student. Uh, next up, and excitingly uh, to look at, is the hockey facilities. Uh, you're going to want to look at the rink, uh, the sheet of ice that you're going to be playing on. Is it, is it NHL size or is it Olympic size? Uh, how many seats is in the rink? Do they have under 1,000 seats total? Do they have 2,000 to 5,000 seats? Or uh, do they have 10,000 plus seats in the home arena? Is it a giant NHL-style arena? Uh, are there multiple rinks? Do you have a practice rink or a main rink? Or is there just one sheet of ice that you practice and play on? Also, you look at the traditional East Coast hockey feel or a larger big barn uh, pro-style rink. The dressing room, uh, how is that? Uh, how are the locker room facilities? Uh, is the weight room available? Or, or do you? is it exclusive to only hockey only? Uh, so you have your own weight room and you know that going in. Uh, is it a newer world-class facility or is it pieced together uh, with a little bit dated uh, equipment and it's, it's more of a dated facility, facility? How convenient is it to get to the rink from your dorms? How far is the rink from campus? Is it, is it on campus or off campus? For instance, you look at Colorado College uh, in, in Colorado here, their campus is actually closer to downtown in Colorado Springs and then their actual rink, the World Arena where they play and practice some is probably at least 10 miles away so it's off campus um, but it's definitely a community that rallies around uh, the team there also you need to look at the training room uh, do they have hot and cold plunges do they have stationary bikes uh, is there a players lounge with a tv couch couches a, a fun place to sit with with your players and teammates uh, do they have a film room to go over games and game footage uh, is there a theater do the facilities utilize technology to the best of their ability? Uh, do they have that common area space um, that I mentioned, like a breakfast area or snack area for, for you to congregate? Uh, do they have an equipment room? Do they have the nostalgia and the history? Do they have banners? Uh, these are the numbers of number of things you're going to look at uh, in, in terms of the culture of the hockey program. Um, next up, you'll look at the services that the hockey program provides. Um, do they have a sports psychology department at that school for hockey uh, where you can work with a sports psychologist one-on-one or as a team? Uh, this stuff makes you better. Do they have a nutrition expert? Do they have a strength and conditioning department and curriculum that, that's headed up by uh, really experienced coaches and trainers? Uh, a lot of programs, they'll do jujitsu boxing programs as part of the throughout the year. Uh, also, you'll look at the weight training. Uh, is, is that a big focus of the program? And, and you'd hope it would be uh, just knowing that college allows you to only practice basically during the week. And then you have Fridays and Saturdays to play games. So you have very little bus time uh, during the week. There's none of these back-to-back -back games during the week. Uh, so you have that whole week to practice, really get in the gym, really work hard, uh, which is really better for your game in the long run and develops you as a player. Uh, to be stronger, bigger, faster, and to move on uh, following college. You're also going to look for, which is very important, is the budget of the hockey program in comparison to other sports at the school. Does the program usually have a bus or do they fly to away games? How do they transport uh, in between games every week? Uh, how does the team travel? Do they have necessarily the necessary support and funds to travel? Uh, is the athletic director or president of the university a proponent of the hockey program? Uh, just something to consider. Uh, teammates. Do you know or have you played with any of the current players on the current university club? 
these players can also serve as a great hockey and character reference for you with the coaching staff. And last but not least, you're going to look at the reputation of the team. Uh, you're going to look at the tradition and the program history, both recent and past. You're going to look at the alumni support, the foundation, the program backbone, uh, how involved are those groups, whether there's NHL players involved in the alumni or uh, other alumni that have graduated the program and have gone on to be successful in the business world. Uh, are they visible and do they care? Do they care about who's coaching and, and the wins and losses? Uh, what are the most important values of the school and that hockey program? That's something you're going to want to find out. To summarize, the primary reason for going to college is to get an education while you play, play high-level hockey. Only a small percentage of collegiate hockey players go on to play professional sports. Therefore, junior hockey players need to consider many important factors in addition to hockey when selecting their school. It's up to you as a player to determine what criteria for selecting a college are most important to you. Reach out to coaches early during high school to request information, kickstart your athletic profile, and to help narrow down your list of potential programs. It's often said that if you are an excellent player, coaches will find you. This may be true, however, you certainly increase your odds when you create the contact with coaches first. Coaches will see your name, they'll become familiar with the type of game that you play, they'll do research, they'll do a little homework on you, and they will be able to more easily follow you in junior and throughout your young hockey career. This is just a starting point and a great way to kick it off. It is essential to aggressively market yourself to the schools in which you are most interested in. You need to show the school that you have interest on being on their campus and taking part in their academic curriculum and in playing hockey for their specific coaching staff. You can reiterate numerous factors as to why you like their program so much. In future podcasts, we'll do our best to provide a step-by-step -step guide for how to assemble a hockey resume kit, a marketing package for yourself as a player, and how to best maintain contact with coaches during the entire recruiting process from start to finish. If you enjoy this podcast or find it useful in any way, I would appreciate it if you subscribe to Skate Your Way to the Top on iTunes, and if you could share it with your peers online via social media. Ben Robinson signing off here, and you've been listening to the Skate Your Way to the Top podcast.